Sony. Good morning, Canada. Today's date, January 15th, 2020. This is episode 100.3. And my name is Lewis, and I'm coming to you from BC with today's Common Sense Rant. I was watching the news last night, and they were talking about how Saskatchewan now has the highest number of cases per 100,000 citizens of COVID-19. That their case count is actually substantially higher than even Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec. I was surprised to see BC's was really quite low. We're outside of the maritime provinces. We have the lowest. Now, I wasn't surprised that we were the lowest because we've been pretty good this entire time. And, but I was surprised to see how much lower our case count was. Now, on this broadcast, on the news, the reporter stated that Saskatchewan has even had or that that the that, that sorry covid-19 is killing younger Canadians in Saskatchewan than anywhere else and that they've had 10 deaths of people in their 20s and 30s but that's where the information stopped they didn't they didn't expand on it they didn't tell us why these people died Because as you know, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you would know that nobody, I mean, virtually nobody, I mean, there have been a few, but virtually nobody dies from COVID-19. They die from complications of COVID with COVID-19 and their current illness But they don't tell you that on the news. The government doesn't tell you that. The chief medical officers don't tell you that. The news isn't telling you that. You have to look it up at Statistics Canada to find this out. It's the only place that you get the actual information is Statistics Canada. And I got to tell you, I'm... I'm glad it's there because otherwise we wouldn't know. Now, why did those 10 people in their 20s and 30s die from COVID-19? We don't know. But I would be willing to guarantee you that none of them died from COVID-19, that they died from the illness that they were suffering from, And COVID-19 helped it along. Now, they could have been cancer patients. They could have been, uh, they could have had respiratory diseases. They could have, you know, we don't know. But I almost guarantee that's what it is. But they just say, oh, 10 10 young people have died in Saskatchewan. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. 
I'm not arguing that it's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. It's definitely bad that people are dying from COVID-19. But can we at least be honest about it? Can people at least give us the information Canadians need? I mean, I'm sick and tired of people coming on the TV every night and saying, all these people have died and we've got 3,000 new cases. Okay, but where are those cases? And are they serious or are they mostly asymptomatic or were were just a handful of them serious? I mean, I even saw that in Saskatchewan, 95% of ICU beds are now full. Okay, how's that different from any other year? Because every other year, they're 95% full. ICU beds are provided with, like, uh, hospitals are provided with just enough ICU beds to deal with the normal level of intensive care patients. That's the way it works. ICUs are very expensive. They don't, prov- they, they aren't f- at 50% capacity. They're at 90, 95% capacity at all times in every hospital across Canada. That's how ICUs work. So 95% full. Okay. That's no different than normal. They try to use these numbers to scare us. They're trying to use these numbers to scare us and to intimidate us and to get us to comply And they're going to try every scare tactic in the book before they start legislating. I mean, look at, look at Quebec. You have to be in your house at 8 p.m. You're not allowed out again until 5 a.m. Unless you're walking your dog. If you even... Leave your front door to go to your car to get your wallet. After 8 p.m. and a cop is driving by, you get a ticket. And I'm not kidding. The cops are not fooling around. They are not giving warnings. They are nailing people. The minimum fine is $1,000 with a $500 fee for processing the ticket. Ontario. Stay-at-home orders. And the government is ramping up inspections. I mean, none of this follows the science. Because less than 3% of all transmissions occur at a restaurant. Less than that at retail stores. 
big box stores and uh, uh, grocery stores account for a little bit higher transmission rate. But it's less than 10% of transmissions happen at a store or restaurant or pub of any kind. Less than 10% of all the transmissions. And yet, those are the businesses that have been shut down. Those are the businesses that have been ordered closed that you will go to jail for if you open it up. The premier of BC, John Horgan, is now looking at the legalities of closing our borders to the rest of Canada. No, it's not constitutional. I know that was your first thought. Is this even constitutional? No, it is not constitutional. But neither is anything that the governments of Quebec and Ontario and Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, any of them, nothing that they have done is constitutional. Because the evidence doesn't back it up. We are nearly a year into this thing. And the governments are not, they are not protecting the people that are the most vulnerable. They are not targeting their funding and their, and the PPE and all that kind of stuff to the places that really matter. Long-term care facilities. Nobody is taking a COVID test before they go to work in the morning or when they start their shift. They should be. Every single Long-term care facility employees should be taking a rapid response test before they start their shift. I know that there is a high false positive and false negative uh, test results with those PCR tests. I know that because the PCR test was not designed for coronaviruses. And even the person who developed the PCR test says it should not be used for coronaviruses because it's not accurate. But it's the only thing we got right now with a rapid response of 15 to 20 minutes. So those should be deployed. And every long-term care facility, every senior center in the country, the employees entering those doors should be getting tested before their shifts, every single one. And that would drastically reduce the number of infections and 
in the end, drastically reduce deaths. And if you do that, the rest of the country can can go back to work, go back to shopping, keeping the economy alive. Because if the economy craters because of this and 50% of businesses go bankrupt, well, there isn't going to be much health in this country. We've already got reports saying that the that that these lockdowns do 10 times more damage than good. I'm I'm absolutely shocked and blown away at how Canada just can't get its flipping act together. I mean, any country, really. I don't know of any country that's been dealing with this correctly or well. I mean, if 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 80% of all the transmissions, COVID transmissions, are happening in long-term care facilities, then maybe we should do something about that. Instead... We target businesses that don't have, that aren't, that aren't really contributing to the problem. I just, I just don't hold out a lot of hope. Because as we've seen throughout this pandemic, our politicians are morons. And in particular, our federal government is full of opportunists and scam artists. They don't really care about us. Tony.